0: Hey there, this is John Swan, and I'm your host today for this special bonus edition of The Hive Jive. This bonus episode is brought to you by Wicked Bee. Are you good? I'm good
1: now. Okay. Well, we want to talk about how California's killed everything around their almond trees, and, and they've killed all the bees, and we have to haul bees into. So see that, Let's California, it's y'all's try, it Y'all have
0: the same stuff. We've already pissed off Texas. Let's make California mad. Um... <laughs> I had to give a presentation to the a, a master gardener organization, and completely unprovoked and out of nowhere, I went on this tirade of you know like well well what is the problem Got your you know box. and I I said well the problem is you have these people and here we go um, <laughs> almond growers who. Let's stop and think about the logic here. If it takes every managed colony in the United States Mm -hmm. to go and pollinate your one crop, but they cannot stay there and cannot live there because you've eradicated all natural food sources and they would die, then they have to leave and go elsewhere. That tells me maybe you should stop planting those trees. Like, if there's too many of them already and we can't support it, that's nature's way of saying you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Is that why we don't need to
1: build the wall? Because the bees been coming from Mexico to fly into California to to uh, to pollinate the almond trees. And so Now, if we build the wall, we're going to have to bring all the bees into California to make sure the almonds grow. Is that why they're going to raise
0: hell about the wall? We have illegal bees. We better I, shut up. I, I hate know. to tell you this, but those <laughs> bees can fly over a wall. Oh, um, hey, you know what, like what I really think is brilliant? You want to talk about Mexico and building walls and and dumb things like that? Okay. Um, (laughs) So, have you seen how many times recently in the news we have had to recall our own fruits and vegetables? Our own. Not the ones imported. Our own. Because they have contaminated the water. Yeah. We have E. coli and salmonella outbreaks in these foods, and they Mm -hmm. keep getting recalled and recalled and recalled, Mm -hmm. right? Well, now he wants to stop all import and export from Mexico which is where all the oddly enough all of the safe food is coming from there at the moment cuz we've screwed up our own food supply. I
1: ain't going there. <laughs> I'm sorry. But now what scares me is DDT is legal to use in Mexico.
0: Yeah, we did at least get rid of that. Then you yeah. know like the the neonicotinoids this is the thing that I I don't ever understand how it works is you create a chemical that you genetically engineer and modify into a plant so that if an insect eats that plant, it dies. Mm -hmm. We eat those plants in large quantities. So what is that going to do? The same company that is the brainchild behind doing this type of genetic manipulation, their answer to the Varroa mite is let's genetically modify the bee, just like we did the corn and the soy and everything else, so that when the mite which is an insect, Mm. bites the bee, which is an insect, the mite dies. What the hell? What's going to happen to the honey when we eat the honey? Well, exactly. Now you've you've changed this chemical composition of this insect, and so, yeah, it helps take away the mite, but what else? What about the birds that eat the bees or the other insects that eat the bees? Do you now take out giant classes of insects? Is that where... Aliens came from, we we they're they're
1: coming from the future and they're they're modified bees that we started modifying and mixing pesticides with them and now they're from the future they're flying
0: back to us. You know, well, okay, so you know how the Terminator goes, right? You know, we created artificial intelligence and all this other stuff, and then we set it out there to protect us, and it Mm -hmm. decided we were the thing that needed Mm -hmm. the world needed protected from. Um, bees are really early intelligent right oh yes let's not mess with their genetics too much because they may wisen up and decide that we're the problem yeah i'm thinking you're probably right
1: (laughs) we're the reason that mother you know that guy is dying yes yeah it's it's not Oi, um so we better quit you know yesterday we found a i was out putting out swarm traps and we found a hive well, I sent a picture to you, and you said, "Well, that's very unusual." They were flying in. Uh, the tree had washed out the root system out, and it had fell over live tree, and it was flying into the bottom. Yeah, a lot of times when
0: you find them in a tree, they're way up high or at least like, you know, chest and head high. But they were going in these little holes that were basically where the roots had kind of wrapped around each other and made a little cave. Mm -hmm. And they were going in down there. And that was kind of interesting to me because usually they would prefer not to be at ground level. And and unless, you know, you start talking about some of those genetic aspects. And they wasn't mean. I mean, I I walked right up to them and my wife found them. She says,
1: hush up, hush up, hush up. What? There's bees here. She could hear them, and she found them. They are. It's Mm -hmm. really
0: interesting when you become, well, not to be redundant, but when you become interested in something, Mm -hmm. how suddenly your attention is drawn to that. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, you started building swarm traps. Right and bees started landing on the stuff as you were building it yep. and then obviously when you started mixing your wax with the pheromones and mm-hmm. the attractants well then of course bees showed up but mm-hmm. my mom had the same thing the other day we we got in this box it's called a queen hotel mm-hmm. and it's basically a langstroth full-size deep but it's divided into compartments where you can raise multiple queens in one box and they all have their own individual uh, entrance she was painting it and <laughs> She sends me this message and she's like, you know, it's like they know because I've got the wood and I'm just painting it. And suddenly there's a bee flying around inside the box (laughs) and like walking on the wood. And I did the same thing when I started building my first top bar. I'm out there in the driveway with the saws and I'm cutting wood. And suddenly this bee lands on one of the pieces of wood and starts walking around. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's yours, but it's not ready yet. Be yeah, patient. Yeah. you know." But you start seeing them places. So I would go on a hike. I went to uh, the Enchanted Rock State Park here in Texas. Oh, there's a lot
1: of bees out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and I this was before I'd even received mm-hmm. my own first hive. And I'm walking around and I did the same thing your wife did. I stopped and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Those are bees. I hear bees and you could follow the hum and and figure out where they were at so once your attention gets shifted to something it's just like buying a car like you're like oh i love this car i'm gonna get it it's beautiful and then after you get it everywhere you look somebody has that car you know it just starts jumping out at you
1: you know it's it's just crazy on on you know then we find out i found out that bees i thought they'd been here forever and but bees have, but not the not European the honeybee.
0: honeybee. Yep, yeah, the honeybee had not. We brought Since it over
1: 1420 when the monks brought them over here for candles, for wax to make
0: candles and to make meat. Was it the 14th I think it's the 16s. No, the 1620. I think it was in the 1600s that okay. they actually that came over. Good. That sounds good. We'll go with that. The, the more
1: that I get into these bees, the the more I, I learn about them. The more it's just like, wow. I mean it's just it's crazy how much they are part of us, humans, and we're part of them, and then we find out that what's the black stuff they put off, the pro-
0: propolis. Propolis?
1: Yeah. It's very good if you mix it with beeswax with a little bit of uh, olive oil in it or you can make a salve and then you put it on a sore or you put it on your
0: lips. Propolis is very Antib- uh, yeah, antibacterial. Yeah, it's antibacterial, antimicrobial, uh, almost in some aspects can act as like an antiseptic. Mm-hmm. And it is, oddly enough, this is where like the the knowledge of the bee is, is kind of interesting and creepy because it's an insect. But they purposely go and select for some of the most toxic substances that are naturally produced by trees and other plants that come out in the saps and the resins. They gather those, mix them together, and create the substance that if they were to ingest any of the individual ingredients mm-hmm. on their own, it would probably kill them. But they take them, and they make mix it up and make this propolis, and then that becomes their bee glue that they seal everything together oh, with. Yeah. It protects their hive. Yeah. It kills diseases that get in there. And this is also where we kind of come into a short-sightedness propolis is very sticky and it can become very brittle when it's cold but when it's hot it's like tar and if Mm -hmm. you get it on you it doesn't ever come off and so we have started breeding bees to try to breed them away from making a lot of propolis and then we start having bees that have a lot of disease issues because we've taken away their natural basically it's their immune system Mm -hmm. for the inside of the colony so yeah and you know it's it's kind of it's just interesting um and as ken says don't build a top bar out of barrels build it out of wood or buy a damn right. thing yeah <laughs> 19 inch bars
1: don't build them out of barrels see and that's... you don't know how much pain that is oh i tried to put i put well i put one up about 15 feet in that tree that was a trick wasn't it
0: oh man <laughs> getting it down is going to be an even bigger trick it'll oh, be hell heavy no, it'll
1: fall to the ground oh, it'll, it'll be full of bees it won't i'll get it down no i, I fixed it where it's going to be easy to get it down I put a uh, strap on it where I can just let it down with a, my uh, pulley. But to get it up there, mm, mm, it's easy to get down. Get up was tough. Anything's
0: easy to get down. Gravity yeah. helps. Yeah, it, it is coming down. Yeah. But see, that's that's where knowledge and information plays a part. You oh, yeah. physically did this. Now you understand the process. Oh, I will build
1: boxes from now on. Yep, you've got the knowledge. Yeah, but they will be top bar boxes. Yeah, there you
0: go. Mm-hmm. I'm right. never going to knock on that
1: i'll pick them up and i'll be able to pull that top bar out and put it in one of my hives well that's easy and if you're getting into the top bar if you're getting into bee business get top check out top bar ken's biased yeah <laughs> he's I've he always fallen known in love langstriff, with the top bar but then once i looked into how what all you have to have for langstriff and the langstriff hive is the one that's built for the guy that wants to raise 10,000 pounds of honey and make a fortune, and then the top bar guy that's the perfect hive
0: for the guy for the backyard. It's the more economical, eco friendly, bee friendly version for sure.